Hello and welcome to You Bet Your Life from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is shoe. S-H-O-E. Really? You bet your life! The one, the only... Groucho! Just a second, I'll see if he's here. Oh, that's me, Groucho Marx. <laughs> Thank you. Well, here I am again with $3,000 for one of our couples tonight. George Fenneman, who's first to try and take it away from me? We invited some expectant fathers and some baby nurses to the show tonight. You did? Just before we went on the air, the audience selected Mr. Frank Sullivan and Miss Margaret Lindsay. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking, I'll pay $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you always have with you. A baby nurse and an, uh, an expectant father, eh? Uh, Miss uh, Lindsay, I presume you're the nurse? Uh, I am. <laughs> Where are you from, Margaret? I was born in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. During the flood? Or... Before or after the flood. <laughs> after. <laughs> well, uh, a lot of water's gone over the dam since then. Uh, if you pardon the expression. Huh? How long have you been a baby, you nice? I mean, uh, how long have you been a nice baby? About 18 or 20 years. Mm-hmm. How many babies have you had, Margaret? Oh... Oh, hundreds of them. About 300 a year. How long have you been married? About 40 years? I'm not married. You... I trust that's the proper explanation for that. You've taken care of three, four hundred babies? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Frank Sullivan, huh? Yes. You're an expectant father, huh? That's right. Uh, what are you expecting? A baby. <laughs> I didn't think you were expecting a kangaroo, Frank. I mean, are you expecting a boy or a girl? A boy. A boy? How do you know it'll be a boy? Friends in Washington? Sooner or later, it'll be a boy. (laughs) When is this boy going to arrive, Frank? Any minute. What are you doing here? Why aren't you over at the hospital making life miserable for everybody down there? The doctor told me to get out of there and stop cluttering the place up. <laughs> so I asked him if I could come over here and make some money to pay for the baby. Fine baby. He's not even born yet. <laughs> Already he's putting the bee on the old man for money. Now, uh, Miss Lindsay, as a, as a baby nice, just what do you do? Well, we take the baby and the mother home and get the formula from the doctor, go home and see that the mother and the baby are taken care of and uh, Who takes care of the father? Huh? Well, if necessary, I would. You give him his bottle, you mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me, how long do you take care of the mother and the infant? Oh, anywhere from two weeks to a month, according to Papa's pocketbook. Mm-hmm. That's a very mercenary attitude, isn't it? Then what do you do? Go on to another case. Well, I guess a job like that uh, calls for a lot of changes, eh, Margaret? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. When are you expecting your next baby, Margaret? Monday. Is that so? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Eh? You're much uh, calmer than the expectant father over here. 
What kind of work do you do, Mr. Sullivan? I drive a cab and I sell physiotherapy equipment. In the cab? It all depends. If the doctor gets in the cab and I get a chance to sell it to him, I will. But I drive the cab first and then I sell physiotherapy equipment in the afternoon. Have you had any news yet about the kid? No. <laughs> well, stick around. Gabriel Heat will be on soon. And... <laughs> How long have you been married, Frank? A little over a year. How'd you meet your wife? I met her at Big Bear when I was on leave uh, from the Air Forces. I went to a dance up there. How about your pilot? Yes. She had a ribbon on. She was a beautiful girl. Just a ribbon? <laughs> No shoes or anything? Yeah, shoes and everything. What a jerk I am. <laughs> I had to throw you in the shoes. <laughs> That's me this time. I don't get a nickel, huh? Eh? You just made yourself $100, Pop. Congratulations. Now, where were we when you threw that shoe at me? So, what happened? Well, I, I asked her to dance, and we danced, and then I called her up and went home. Isn't it difficult her bare feet? <laughs> uh, how did you meet your husband, Margaret? I haven't any husband. <laughs> well, are you married? No. Well, that explains it, I guess. Well, why aren't you married, Margaret? You're an attractive girl. Being around babies so much, it seems to me you'd want to get married. Well, it's this way. All the men I meet are husbands and fathers and... Well, in your job, you just can't get away from the eternal triangles. Eh? By the way, they're not triangles anymore. They're not triangles? They're squares. They're squares. <laughs> Are you referring to the husbands or the diapers? Huh? <laughs> and all these years, for the past 50 or 100 years, they've been using triangles. Uh-huh. Huh? I bet some kid figured this out. I huh? bet they did too. At a square dance, I'll bet. Huh? <laughs> now, uh, uh, Francis, let's see how much you know about babies. Uh, for example, should you pick him up when he cries? If you pick him up, he'll shut up. <laughs> Who wouldn't, huh? <laughs> that, that'd spoil him, I suppose, huh? If you... Pick them up? Well, I say so, but I've been reading books and. Clara Barton, how do you feel about uh, (laughs) picking up crying babies? Well, I think it should be done because you never can tell what's the matter if they have a pin sticking them or gas on the stomach or, you know, etc. Well, the etc. is probably the reason he's crying in the first place. gas on the stomach last week. I was at a filling station and the pump fell on me. (laughs) Miss Lindsay, are you married yet? (laughs) Well, time's a-wasting, you know. You're liable to wind up an old maid. Bring her in and we'll wind her up together. You've been an interesting couple, and and I hope you'll both be very happy. (laughs) Now, in just one minute, you'll get a chance to earn 3,000 bucks. Right now, listen to this.
you're going to play, you bet your life, for $3,000. Fenneman, bring our expectant father and the baby noise up to date on the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $3,000 question at the end of the program. Our other two couples are in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know what's happening out here. What question category did you select? Songs, Songs about, about New, New York. York. Is that right? Mm-hmm. How much are you going to bet of the 20 bucks? $10. Jerry Feeling will supply the music. You identify the song. Okay, Jerry. Lullaby of Broadway is right. And they're on their way. They have $30. All right. You're going for $3,000 tonight. Remember, that's the big prize now. How much of your $30 are you going to try? $15. Talk right up now. Talk right up. Oh, Fifteen. I'd rather have twenty, but come to some uh, decision. Twenty. 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 Huh? Has the kid come yet? Uh... No, not yet. <laughs> no, all right, twenty dollars. What's the title of this New York song? Forty Second Street. They're really climbing. They have fifty dollars now. Why are you climbing away up? Here's your third question. You have fifty bucks. How much are you going to try? Forty. Forty dollars, huh? Play, Jerry. Give my regards to Broadway. 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 Oh, they're up to $90, Joshua. All right, you've crept up to 90 bucks. Now, how much are you going to try this time? We've decided 80. Are you married yet, Margaret? No. <laughs> All right. You're going to bet $80. What's the name of this New York song? The Bowery. The Bowery is correct. They wound up with $170 plus $100 for the secret word. Thanks and good luck. Stick around now. You're still in the running for the big question. Groucho, our next couple has been in a waiting room off stage, so they don't know the secret word is shoe. Perhaps they'll say it. Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a fix-it man and a housewife. And here they are, Mr. Fred Smith and Mrs. Helen Blair meet Groucho Marx. Folks, we're happy to have you here. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking, we'll pay you $100 immediately. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Let's see, a fix-it man and a housewife, uh, Mrs. Helen Blair? That's right. Uh, how large a family do you have? I have one child. One child, huh? And what does your husband do for a living? Uh, he's a fuller brush man. <laughs> Front door or back, huh? Well, I think he'd take either. Uh, Mr. Fred Smith, you're the fix-it man, huh? That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, just stand there and fix it. I'll, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll be back to you in a moment. Mrs. Blair, how did you meet your husband? Well, I was living on a farm. I was the farmer's daughter. And uh, this we had been missing our chickens. And so this uh, evening we had our light on. What do you mean you'd been missing them? You were lonely for them? <laughs> no, they've been disappearing. Oh, and, well, uh, quite a difference. <laughs> we heard this terrible racket in the chicken house. And just as I got to the door of the chicken house, a skunk came out. And and that was your future husband? <laughs> no. <laughs> I saw this skunk and I yelled, get that skunk. And this young boy was coming over to see my brother and he was he grabbed for the skunk and I grabbed for it. And we both fell on it. <laughs> we smelled to the high heaven. Yes. We went back in the house and uh, tried to figure out what to do. But finally, we decided that we should start going out together because nobody else would go with us. <laughs> 
Well, that is certainly an unusual romance, Mr. <laughs> are you the fix-it man, Mr. I Smith? Am. Now, just what do you fix as a fix-it man, Mr. Smith? Well, I fix uh, lawnmowers, knives, shears, and electric appliances, and what have you. Uh, are you. Are you married? Uh, yes and no. That's the way to be. What do you mean, yes or no? What kind of an answer is that from However, I'm going to marry the same woman that I was married to. Didn't it take the first time? <laughs> Why are you remarrying the same girl of your dreams? Well, I think it's the proper thing to do. How old are you, Mr. Smith? Seventy-one. So you don't look it. You look about fifty-eight. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not many fellas get married at 71. No, they have better sense. <laughs> How did you meet your wife, uh, Mr. Smith? We were kids together. Well, that's possible, but how'd you meet her, huh? How'd I meet her? At school. In school. First time my wife saw me, I was on the cover of Time magazine. She made me get off. It was her magazine. <laughs> How'd you get to be a fix-it man? Did you start out as a fix-it boy? No, I used to monkey around when I was a kid. <laughs> so did I, but all that got me was trouble, huh? <laughs> now, fix-it man, in your job, I presume you run into all sorts of emergencies. Uh, what was your biggest mistake? When I moved to Missouri to live. <laughs> You'll get a letter from Kansas City in the morning. <laughs> now, Mrs. Blair, when something starts falling apart at the seams around your house, how do you get it repaired? Oh, my husband... Your husband is falling apart at the seams? <laughs> no, no. He, uh, he even fixed my... Tonight he fixed, had to fix my shoe before I... <laughs> I talk too much. You said shoe, and since that's the secret word tonight, you are now $100 richer. Oh. And here you are. Congratulations. Now, don't bother dropping the other shoe. Only the first Thank one counts. Thank you. <laughs> now, let's play your bet your life, the Elgin American game, for $3,000. Run your 20 bucks into more than the other couples, and you get the chance at the big question later. Fenneman's offstage to remind our listeners how much the first couple won. Go ahead, George. The baby nurse and the expectant father won $170. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. What question category did you select? Name the cloth. Now, here's your first question. You have $20. How much will you try? Fifteen. Now, what kind of material is calico made of? Um, cotton. Cotton is correct. Well, off to a good start, they have $35. Well, you've got a flying start. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. How much of your $35 will you try? Thirty. What kind of material is file? F-A-I-L-L-E. It's a silk, and I believe it's made of silk. Silk is right. You said it, and you win the money. They're climbing. They have $65. Now you've got $65, and here's your third question. How much of the 65 are you going to bet? 60. What kind of material is creton made of? Creton. Oh. Cotton? That's right. I, I... 
now have $125. All right, here's your last chance to beat the other couples. You have $125. How much are you going to bet? Fifty. What kind of material is Chevy it made of? A flax. Is that right? I'm sorry. The answer is wool. They wound up with $75 plus $100 for the secret word. Now, in just one minute, our last couple will play You Bet Your Life, and then we know who gets the $3,000 question. Right now, I want you to pay attention to this. Now then, we'll soon know who's going to earn the most money and get the chance at the $3,000 question. George, who's leading so far? Well, the expectant father and the baby nurse are leading with $170. And here's our final couple about to come from their waiting room off stage. They don't know the secret word is shoe. We invited some switchboard operators and some hotel detectives to the show tonight. And just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected operator Matty Weldy and Detective Bob Lowe. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome. And if you say the secret word at any time we're talking, I'll pay $100 in cash instantly. It's a common word, something you always have with you. Miss, uh, Miss Matty Weldy, is that right? That's right. Uh, you're a switchboard operator? Yes, I am. Where are you from, uh, Matty? I'm from Iceland. Iceland? That's right. Looks pretty hot to be from Iceland. <laughs> Don't be too short. <laughs> One can never be too sure, Miss Weldy. Nobody ever seems to be born in Los Angeles. I guess on account of the smog, the stalk can't find the chimney. Huh? Why do you do your telephone operating? I do my telephone the daily news. Have you ever had your lines tapped? Not to my knowledge. Well, keep an eye on Detective Lowe over here. I notice he's looking over your lines right now. Eh? <laughs> Detective uh, Bob Lowe, huh? mm-hmm. where, where are you from? Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Didn't they used to have a ball club there? <laughs> well, tell me, Dick Tracy, at which hostelry... <laughs> Which hostelry do you do your snoozing? I mean, snooping. Huh? I don't do any snoozing and I don't do any snooping. I beg your pardon. At which hotel are you uh, an eye, ear, and nose specialist? Why, it's the Country Club Hotel. Do you work day or night, sir? I work the night shift. I used to wear a night shift. Now I wear pajamas. I can... <laughs> you must have had some uh, embarrassing experiences in your job, haven't you, Mr. Lowe? Uh, yes, Just sir. Just looking someone straight in the eye through a keyhole? <laughs> Well, I, I don't look through keyholes. Well, it's my mistake. Uh, you, I thought you just looked a little peaker, that's all. I mean. Besides, I should have known a man as tall as you was strictly a transom man. <laughs> now, tell me, Gimlet, I do the guests at your hotel ever steal things like towels, linen, rugs, and mattresses? Oh, occasionally they take a towel or two, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do your towels at home say? Uh, they they say his and hers. His and hers. Huh? I can just picture you at home. Huh? Your wife throws the his and her towels in the Bendix washer. And there you are, peeking through the little window, watching his chasing hers through the hot soap <laughs> Now tell me, Gimlet, 
me, Potted Farm. How do you tell a... How do you spot a crook in your hotel? Do you use a paintbrush? How do you spot them? Well, uh, well, when they come in the hotel, while we look at them, and if they're nervous and sort of shifty-eyed and jittery... That's me, Groucho Marx. Well, how else can you spot a crook? Say, for example, I was walking through your lobby, and you think there's a chance my suitcase might be filled with silverware. Uh, how would you handle it? Go ahead. Well, uh, I'd walk up to you and ask you, uh, can I help you, sir? I'd say, yeah, hold this stuff while I go back and get the twin beds. <laughs> well, are you going to arrest me or not? No, I, I, I don't think we will, Mr. Marks. You see, we saw you coming in and we, we recognized you, so we knew that you weren't a crook and that you were honest. This is the most insulting thing I've heard all day. I'm going to sue you for defamation of character. Now we're going to play you bet your life. And if you can beat our other two couples, you'll get a crack at the $3,000 question. I can't tell you how much they won, but George has gone off stage to remind our listeners. The baby nurse and the expectant father are still ahead with $170. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. What question category did you select? Uh, movie title roles. That's right. Now, here's your first question. You've got $20. How much are you going to try? About 10 I thought $10. $10. All right. Who plays the title role in I Was a Male War Bride? Gary Grant. Gary Grant is correct. They're on their way, Groucho, with $30. All right. Remember, you're going for $3,000 tonight. How much of your $30 will you try? 20 All right. $20? Who plays the title role in the picture? Mr. Soft Touch. The bell is tolled. Well, anyhow, it was Glenn Ford. Now they have $10. You have $10 left. How much are you going to bet now? Better bet the five. Yes. <laughs> You're going to bet five. Well, who played the title role in the champion? Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas is right. They're on the way again. They have $15. All right, now you have $15. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much will you bet? How much of the 15? All. All? All. Okay. Who plays the title role in the fighting Kentuckian? John Wayne. John Wayne is right. And they wind up with a grand total of $30. And that means the expectant father and the baby nurse with $170 get the chance at the $3,000 question. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, the expectant father and the baby nurse. Well, back again to try for $3,000, eh? Good luck. I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so talk it over thoroughly. And no help in the audience, please. Put on your thinking caps. Remember your history. George Washington was the first general to become president. Who was the second general to become president? He was the general in the second war the United States had with England. What is the answer you two have decided upon? Jackson. Andrew Jackson is right. That's right. You win $3,000 in cash. 
Now, what are you going to do with all that money? What are you going to do with yours, Francis? I, I have to have time to believe it first. <laughs> well, let's say it's true. What are you going to do with that money? Well, I, I'd like to put some in the bank for, for Junior. Uh, well, you for can afford that triplets now, you know. <laughs> and Margaret, what are you going to do with yours? I don't know. I think I'll try to buy a home for my mother and myself. You won $270 plus $3,000. You really cleaned up tonight. Congratulations <laughs> to both of you. Bet Your Life is a John Goodell production, transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. 